0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Speaking of Green. I am your hostess, Beth Bonding. Southeast United States. Today, I I am very honored to be interviewing folks who are, are doing great work, but in a very unique and supportive way. We're going to be talking to the folks from EcoLink, Um we have two guests with us this morning. First, we have Brandon Polcero is, and he is a longtime Atlanta transplant and worker bee at EcoLink. Um, Brandon is responsible for thinking up what's next. Which, excuse me, I'm sorry which includes company website, e-commerce, and overall content management. Outside of work, Brandon enjoys live music and family time outdoors. Ray Smith Smith is a recent Atlanta transplant and worker bee at Ecolink. Y'all got lots of work for you. That's great. Ray is responsible for answering sometimes crazy ideas, playing nice food, and overseeing their year-round high school and college intern program. Outside of work, Ray stays busy with his two adorable cats, Laverne and Shirley. Welcome to the show, y'all.
0: Thank you for having
2: us this morning. Yes. Good
1: to be here. Um, Race, you definitely won the award for most creative name for cats, by the way. So um <laughs> <laughs> Well I'm an adoptee, um, so
2: uh, I can't claim the uh the original uh naming of them.
1: Aha, <laughs> uh-huh. okay, okay. So um we we did a lot of work with y'all focusing on the, the work you were doing last year uh at Inco Eco Link, uh Brandon. Um, and you all been in business for 25 years, and you have this amazing mission-driven company. Tell us what makes it
0: so unique in regards to the company. So thank you. We, again, realize that the the success rate of small businesses across the country is, is low, particularly after year five, so sticking around for 25 years. We've learned a few things of how to how to do it right again and again. And for us it really boils down to collaboration, network and community. And specifically we have three I think maybe unique partners that maybe the audience might not be uh, first thinking about. So the first key collaboration we have is with our customers. Every product that we make, uh, and by the way, we're manufacturers of industrial chemicals for use in highly regulated application areas for critical assets, important and valuable uh, transportation-related materials. So the first one is with customers, and every product that has an Ecolink logo or label was made and developed with a customer. So for 25 years, our two flagship products that we made in 1991 for the power generating community have and remain uh, our top selling products. And we've found a a very nice uh, community that that had similar needs and wants and and met both EPA and OSHA's uh, standards for the last 25 years. So that's been for us, you know, the number one means of being successful and sustainable. The second is uh, we've become more web-savvy and, and, and have engaged the robots. Uh, so <laughs> we know that uh, the, the, dyna- the dynamic has shifted from outbound sales calling to inbound. Uh, I have a need. I have a want. And we've been very digitally focused on, on making that easy for people to find. And the third area that I think is probably going to maybe surprise a few of your listeners is that we actually partner with – high school, and college students, and we have launched million-dollar product lines with them. We have developed uh, interesting campaigns and pro- promos. Uh, this past year was our 25-year anniversary, and we worked with 19 different schools across the state of Georgia who were working with the DECA marketing clubs in, and around the, the state. So that, for, for for small business, isn't normally one of the things that most, most – um, Business people think about it is how do I partner at that level. But for us, we found a tremendous return on investment.
1: Well, and I think that's one of the things I love that makes you all so unique. But one of the other things that I really want to focus on before we dig into this partnership because that's really um, fascinating and really exciting is when you hit your website, you talk about how you are going to consult folks. You sort of left not normally how a business model, right? Normally a business model is use more, buy more, and I love that approach. Tell us how that that uh, concept
0: has been successful for y'all. So that that was really, for me, I came to the organization about eight years after it was founded, and what brought me to that organization was its focus on kind of the next generation. And the next generation for us is we have to use less than the previous generation, And what we've realized is that we were converting bad with better. And you could, you know, interpret what green means in terms of if it's flammability or toxicity or uh, longevity, how long does the product last? But we realized to truly close the loop and the next step, those initiatives, biomimicry and kind of more uh, cutting-edge environmental, industrial um, management – was really around showing customers how to reduce their footprint. So I have been very involved with the U.S. Zero Waste Business Council to be up to speed on how they measure waste. Similar to lead for energy efficiency, we're looking at a industrial facility for both the solid and liquid waste that is associated with industrial chemicals. And that is counterintuitive. Uh, we have partnered with a bunch of equipment folks for distillation or recovery and that reduces the long-term value of, a, of, a, of an account by 10 to 80%. <clears throat> so it's a very wide range of what is possible with uh, partnering beyond just, you know, throughout the supply chain. And, and for us, we, we know that we get great loyalty. We have a very high customer retention and we get wonderful word-of-mouth referrals. We have a very good reputation, and that's something that I think you get because you give it. Uh, you earn that. And uh, being very uh, waste-mindful and waste-centric is, is, is intentional as part of our business model.
1: So let's start looking, because I, I know we want to spend the bulk of the time of talking about your participation with, with DECA. So tell us, how did you get involved with them from in the beginning?
0: So about eight years ago, I answered a uh, unsolicited opportunity to volunteer at an industry certification in Savannah, Georgia. And Beth, I went down, really eyes wide open, no pre, you know, pretext or context, and was blown away. And it was a student who actually organized a recycling initiative in his school because in his words, and I quote, I don't like dirt, I don't like waste. I don't like it in my house, I don't like it in my home, I don't like it in my neighborhood, and I don't like it in my school. And for me, the light bulb really um, lit up in terms of somebody who was 16 took this on his own because it mattered to him. And I've taken that student's work in his presentation and I presented it at national uh, conferences where his work was not only heard in Georgia, but probably about eight different time zones, including Europe and Hawaii and so forth. So. I I got, it was love at first sight, and and I was um, uh, smitten immediately, and I ended up working with the American Marketing Association Atlanta chapter for about five years as kind of their liaison with the DECA schools across the state of Georgia. There's about 150 schools total participating in round numbers. Close to about 12,000 students annually are learning 21st Century Marketing uh, 101. It's part of their career technical uh, pathway so for those students who are going on to college it's a wonderful step up and head start for being successful in their their chosen career path future and for those who aren't going to college it gives them uh, job ready skills at graduation so for me it's been a wonderful program but it was time for me to kind of pass the baton to someone else within the AMA and for us to focus on kind of growing the Ecolink and and you know that was really for me the how I first met DECA and then when it was time to, to do this 25-year as a client, uh, that was my agency of choice. <clears throat> there was mutual trust and respect. They understood who we are at, by this point, having had almost seven years together. And I felt very comfortable that we could do something special by promoting it across the, a broad range of uh, schools that either I personally knew or really didn't know Um but could be surprised by. So that was really the the fun of it, and making a sport is something that that race can talk touch on a little bit.
1: Well, and that's that's a great segue. You read my mind, Brandon. I wanted race you're now sort of recruiting, hiring interns. Um, interns. Tell us what they do. Tell us what kind of attributes you're looking for when you're looking
2: for interns. Okay. Uh, so uh, what immediately jumped to my mind when you asked that question was uh, when I was coming in Um, might be tempting to think you know we would be looking for people that have uh, an interest in chemicals or, or a chemical background but um, that's not necessarily the case. Uh, my background is I, I studied psychology in college and I had a minor in business so coming here I was upfront about that and Brandon uh, pretty much right away told me you know that's uh, that's great that's uh, that's exciting that's that 's what we want to see because we want a different voice or kind of a fresh perspective or someone to come in and kind of poke the box um, to kind of root out maybe questions or or a viewpoint that uh, wasn 't here from the kind of collective that was in place before these new voices or heads got in the building so when i 'm looking at interns i 'm um, uh, looking at all backgrounds um, of course you know some some idea of what marketing is is a good first step, but um, in general, uh, an open mind, you know, uh, uh, an attitude to learn, um, because really, when they come in, I give them a crash course uh, on the digital side of marketing in case they haven't gotten exposed to that, um, whether they be in DECA or not. And uh, yeah, just try to get them on board and get 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 their perspective on on what we do and what it means to them because you know they're they're young today but they're decision makers tomorrow so every time i get them to look at a piece of material or or comment on something that uh... maybe is a way i haven't seen it before it's a it's a win for us and and it's a it's a new way for us to, to pivot or talk about something and present something in a new light which hopefully might capture an audience that we didn't have in place before so for me that's important is to have a, a varied amount of experience and voices and. Yeah, all age levels as well, because like Brandon said, we're looking at college, high school, um, so we want the, the range of experience, and uh, that's something heading into the summer that we're trying to focus on as well.
1: Great. So tell us how the internship works. Do they actually do sort of hands-on work, or are they more like a sounding
2: board? Or <laughs> No, absolutely hands-on, uh, <laughs> more hands-on than I think some of them would expect coming into the door. So um, we run a blog, a, a pretty active blog, and, you know, content marketing is really the backbone of, of a lot of what we do here. So, um, I mean, we have actual high school interns writing blogs for, for our site. You know, we, um, we're we setting them up with, you know, a problem or an issue or, or something and having them, you know, test out the research, kind of spread their wings. Um, uh, I won't bore you with the marketing details, but giving them, you know, the, the tools needed to, to be able to market uh, or or find how people are searching a particular problem or issue, and we kind of let them let them run with it. And then, you know, of course, we critique and zero in and teach them the best practices of this content, uh, you know, marketing strategy that we have in place here. But um, they're absolutely hands-on, and, and it goes beyond just the writing. I mean, we're having them create video materials, uh, taking pictures, Uh, scripting out future videos that we want to, you know, film. So, I mean, uh, (laughs) hands-on, I would definitely say uh, yes. Uh, Any intern coming into Ecolink can expect um, really to to have hopefully a rich experience by the time uh, their internship closes. But uh, like kind of Brandon touched on earlier, I hopefully want to give them some skills that they didn't have when they came in and something they can take away when they leave and really go anywhere with and be able to apply in any industry industry. or any type of business model, because what we're doing here isn't so different than what a B2C business would do. We just kind of have to come out of that a little different slant. So.
1: Well, and and last year you all did something really special, and and you held a contest. And tell us, I want to know a little bit about the contest, and then we can
2: talk about the results. Sure. Uh, so this contest was a, kind of a celebration of the 25-year anniversary of Ecolink, um, And as Brandon said, he had some experience with DECA in the past, so I think this idea, maybe not in the specific way it took shape, had been gestating with him for a while. So uh, he came to me with it, and we kind of, you know, whiteboarded it, hashed it out over a few sessions, and um, came to this contest. And there's this idea behind it of using a principle called gamification, which is, you know, Basically getting people to compete um, with an incentive base uh, towards, you know, towards a towards a goal. And so that's kind of how we set up these different uh, high school chapters. Uh, once we recruited them, we had 19 schools uh, to the tune of around 1,200 students. So we had a, a, a pretty decent pool of applicants, more than we expected, I think, to start with. And uh, really, this is about tackling an area, um, at least in the marketing tree that we have, that we hadn't tackled before, and that's kind of the social media side. So kind of thinking about DECA, thinking about high school students, it was really kind of the perfect marriage, I think, between an audience and and an application because – even myself um I'm not as social media savvy as as the kids you know coming in the store coming in the door they know things about uh the new platforms that I just haven't experienced so they're bringing that uh, their own expertise in and teaching us some things while they're at it and so the uh the goal of the contest was uh to help support these kids in their international conference which actually just took place um this past month in Anaheim, California so we put up uh, cash prizes um all in all the contest was we raised about 25,000 for uh for the schools and we kind of tiered that out on a on a first second third place winnings and really the 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 prize money was to help support them to get out to California and uh beyond that get the schools some recognition for the work that they did cuz i mean at the when it was all said and done and we had our our aggregate analytics and saw kind of the eye-popping numbers that we got out of this this competition. Um, it it turned out to be award-worthy, and it was something we we kind of put out there and tested the waters in awards, and we've gotten we've received some, and we've had the, uh, some of our winners on stage with us when we received them. So to kind of have the the schools, the teachers, and the kids experience that to, to stand on stage to be able to hold a piece of hardware that shows kind of where their work went and where all that time uh, they spent. Resulted in for us is, is just a really awesome feeling, and as much of a give back as it is a give, uh, I think on our end. But um, the to, to kind of just uh, parse out the, the reason behind the contest. I mean, um, it's not a direct sell. Obviously, we're a, we're kind of a B two B business, as Brandon described us. So we're not uh, we're industrial chemicals. It's not something. That uh, we're marketing to high school students, but um, it was more about promoting, you know, the message. And I think, you know, with Southeast Green, the, the message is clear, and that was something we wanted to kind of utilize. And we thought something that the students themselves could get passionate about was this, this green idea, you know, this conservation idea, and and getting them to tell their stories uh, about ways that they've gone green, and getting them to reach out to other people and get them to tell stories or. Commitments to how they may go green in the future. So it was about spreading a message, you know, and 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 putting our name, you know, out there with the message. So uh, I think from that perspective, uh, it was it was kind of a roaring success. I think uh, Brandon would agree.
1: <laughs> well, I think it's really awesome that y'all have won awards based on this, um, Brandon. I, I know you're you're an enthusiastic uh, cheerleader about this stuff. What are some of the wow moments?
0: Right. So for us, you know, one, the the first while was we were hoping for 12 schools and had 19. So Mm -hmm. to not, you know, that was, uh, again, a bit, you know, because out of 150, you know, we were hoping for around 10%. And so we had more schools than we we thought were uh, able to do this because, again, every school is very busy. They have their own established curriculum, and, and it's also fall. So there's football season and a lot of uh, key uh, sports in play. So you're having that as another uh, stretch. But what's was fun about it? Because we we made it a game and we didn't you know reveal how to win it. <laughs> we, mm. we kept a little bit of that element of surprise. <laughs> so week to week, we we would feature a specific platform and we would tell them on Monday what was ex- ex- you know exciting and important for that week. And it was a little unnerving for the the teachers, but it was also i think it it fed into that that level of competitiveness that we were seeking. We wanted it to be intentionally something that you won that you earned, not just something that you participated and got a prize you know for for participation so for me as as I kind of looked from week to week and and we we you know sweetened the pot as we got towards the end, and we started with Facebook and Twitter. But when it became time for LinkedIn and YouTube at the end, with, with higher cash prizes, we really saw the the schools that were active and competitive really step up their game. And because this is all uh, specific to our channels, every time there was a mention of any kind or, or an entry, we were getting beeped. And on a Sunday morning when I'm having high school students active on our social media, that tells me that they're vested and that when they're taking a video that they're recording outside in a park and they're doing it not only in English but also Spanish and then they're they're putting it out on Twitter and then they're connecting that to their LinkedIn profile that was for me kind of the moment of okay they get it because it's great that we had a successful campaign and but it's even greater when they can share that with more people so the amount of press coverage that we got after the, you know, because this, this, as a reminder, took place last year in October into early November. So that we're still having opportunities to do media uh, discussions and, and interviews about this is is really humbling. And, and for us, uh, we felt deserving of the hard work and the dedication that all of these schools, teachers, and, and active participants uh, invested.
1: That's... Awesome. So I want to hear what some of the top winning, um, you know, social media or what what were the ideas, you know, like so uh, help inspire us telling us what they thought was inspiring to get people to, to act.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, it was a cross-platform competition. You know, we we were featuring uh, YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. um, And we invited people to participate on more. Those were just kind of the the four main prongs that we were keeping track of. Um, And uh, we set aside, you know, a scoring rubric for them and kind of in the beginning said, you know, just see what they can do. And uh, in the beginning, uh, I think we had a bit of a sputter, a slow start. So we kind of cracked the whip um, in in the first or second week and uh, reminded them of what was at stake and started kind of filtering out, yeah, some of the suggestions about what they can do. And and what I found was, you know, the schools that actually, two of the schools that ended up being our number one and number two really jumped on the ball. And, I mean, we were having Skype sessions with the teachers and students and and a lot of communication back and forth. And uh, they were creating incredible videos, I mean, to start with. And we knew that video, I mean, from a... From a um, effort standpoint, is probably one of the hardest pieces of content to create. Uh, it takes time, um, so we awarded that appropriately within the program. And some of the videos that these schools produced were just, I mean, incredible. On one hand, you know, we had kind of it felt like a Spielberg level of production quality from one of the schools where they were uh, demoing one of our um, not uh, an actual product, but kind of showing off what 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 the capabilities were and it was uh... it was incredible i mean uh... i think that was our first uh... jumping off point at least between us here when we were watching it we were like wow this is uh this could turn into something special. And we had them bring in, I mean, creative ideas like uh, filming with a drone, um, doing, you know, lip-sync type of things. So really, I mean, offbeat, you know, kind of standout marketing things. And um, like Brandon said, week to week, we kind of challenged them with those. So there was a week where we asked them to do video, and there was a week where we asked them, kind of how I alluded to earlier, to share their green stories or initiatives and um, to do so in a way that... uh, that um, That could hold them accountable and uh, you know try to get uh, especially with LinkedIn, which we put a big emphasis on, making the connections with other people in their community that were local to them, that would you know support the school and what they were doing and just be behind kind of the overall message I mean for us, kind of spreading that out um, and touching on uh, kind of a, I guess a ripple effect um, through this marketing effort was was kind of the big goal. And uh, for any you know companies or businesses li- listening, um, the 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 ripple effect is really where we kind of get our ROA out of a out of something like this. Like I mentioned earlier, we're not directly selling products. What we're doing kind of more is promoting a message or or a brand. And if, when you're looking at the internet, I mean, we're 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 talking about chaos theory here. I mean, we want to look at things in a a linear straight line, but anyone that's been on the internet knows it's a you know vast interconnected space. So Using platforms, you know, with our names on it, uh, sometimes you aim a little way, away from the bullseye, and you can kind of net a karmic good in, in terms of uh, in terms of your internet cachet. So, I mean, while we weren't directly, you know, always on our website, we were on things, uh, you know, the Equalink branded um, platforms, and in that instance, we were asking for, you know, a like, a share, a retweet in the context of this competition. And while we were doing that and promoting, you know, the brand or the message rather than selling a product, we're, we're reaching new voices, uh, new places that maybe we didn't before. And we wanted to make that a, a Georgia piece since, you know, the 25-year history of the company has, has been in the state of Georgia and specifically out here in the Tucker area. So um, we, uh, we went all in.
1: Great. Well, I we are running out of time, and I I definitely want to get one more question in, but we also want to make sure that people know where they can go to see all the, the stuff you all did. So, final question: I am I I am, guilty. I am a product of my American culture, and I love the numbers. So, what kind of numbers do you have in regards to social media impressions out of the contest?
0: <laughs> Sorry, I had my uh, yeah. So let's just say that uh, the the before and after was was so much that we were you know a finalist within the AMA American Marketing Association's big coveted Amy awards uh, for social media. It was to the tune of over a thousand percent increase. And what was fun about that as a marketing and just for anybody who has an important cause, whether it's a nonprofit or a uh, green product or service among your you know southeast green constituents is that we had a spillover effect into the organic because when we did our announcements weekly, we leveraged the Atlanta daybook as a local uh press release outlet to where we announced weekly winners who was and then the weekly platforms that we had featured and having that trickle back to the school's page on our website not only gave us a lift on. The social media associated—Twitter, Facebook, etc.—but also to the pages that we attached and associated. So for us, uh... we we made the conscious decision financially to decide to invest in social media in lieu of kind of that traditional pay-per-click Google AdWord that we normally fund year-round. So we we you know lighten one budget just from a sustainability perspective and you know making this more cost-effective. But the metrics for us were were through the roof. Uh, last year, overall, we had grown, you know, site traffic by almost 50%. And while that's important, is the year before, we've we had grown it over that number. So we've pretty much tripled our our website in the last three years. Year to date, with the, kind of the ripple effect of the work we did in the fall and you know, really fourth quarter that number is now, you know, trending 30%, 35%. So we're besting our best because we have something still to talk about. In January, we had a more follow-up. February, the DECA has their state conference. March, we hosted Amy Awards plus Georgia Rockstar, plus the DeKalb County had a couple of nice distinctions with the side DeKalb that we were featured, the Global Awards with the Georgia Development of Economic um economic development, and then we had, were featured on uh, another radio uh, show, and then just recently we were out in, in uh, Anaheim in California for this uh, international, you know, conference and, you know, develop the, you know, competitive conference that they hosted. So we've really seen, you know, not just numbers during the, the campaign in the fall, but, you know, a very nice, you know, ripple effect that has gotten, you know, owners, leadership, uh, attention here at, at, at Ecolink.
1: Well, and I think, right, you know you have a successful program when when the gift keeps on giving, right, and there is that ripple effect. I think a lot of times people, you know, they do a push, they see something, but they don't see, you know, extension of, of that effort. And that's really what the marketing goal is, is, is that, you know, you do this push during a certain period of time, but there's a there's a longevity to the program. So congratulations on on having that kind of success because, you know, that doesn't happen a lot of times the way people want to. So I'm really excited for you all. And and I think what's so important is that you have success because you invested in the future of high school students. And what better feeling is that? So let's, um, um, so we don't, you know, get cut off, um, give us um, places where people can go, See the videos and and see the articles that the students wrote, and also if they need um, a cons- consultation on uh, earth friendly chemicals for their business, they can. We need to get that information too.
2: Okay. Um, well, uh, social media wise, um, you can find us on Twitter at EcoLink Inc. Um, our website itself is going to be Ecolink.com. Um, don't be surprised if it changes from day to day because uh, we're undergoing a, a web redesign uh, this summer, so we're pretty excited about that. And uh, we do have a YouTube channel. Um, that's also going to be Ecolink, Inc., uh, and you can find us on there. And pretty much I think every video from the competition should be up there by now, so if you want to preview some of the stuff these kids uh, got away with, <laughs> then uh, you can head there. And those will be kind of some of the bigger places to find us. Um, and, uh, of course, the blog on Ecolink.com uh, is Ecolink.com forward slash info. And there, um, if you retroactively head back into kind of the October-November time frame, you can see the highlights of uh, the contest from, from, that, from that avenue.
1: Well, thank you so much for those links. And we will also include the links to YouTube and Ecolink in the show notes on Southeast Green if you listen to this on Southeast Green. Or if you listen to it in a podcast, you can pop over to Southeast Green. Well, Brandon and Race, this has been really great. I'm so excited for your success. I just think this is a wonderful way to live to, to lift support the generation while doing good for your business at the same time. It really makes a lot of sense.
0: Well, our hope and prayer is that somebody will copy us. We want to be flattered with imitation. So we do hope that other other listeners and those out there who have – access to DECA for marketing in their state or their local community, as well as FBLA, which is the Future Business Leaders uh, Association. These are very rich, vibrant communities who have very talented, more than capable students and teachers. So uh, our greatest hope is that this will not be a one-time interview, that you have somebody else in your uh, community who will say, that's exciting, I want to do that. So Please call, please email, let us know how we can help support you making the commitment and investment into your local high school or college community. Great.
1: Thank you so much for your time today. We'll talk to you again soon. Right.
0: Thanks. We had a blast. Yep. Thank you so uh-huh. much, Beth. Bye-bye. Right. Cheers.
1: Well, once again, winning, 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 uh, it's, it's – you know, I, I was reading this morning and was talking about how it's and how it's so important and vital that we keep our focus on positive things. And that's what I love about my job is I get to bring you stories of people doing really important things for the planet, important things for their business, and then, most importantly, lifting up students so they can do important things for the planet when they get into their professional careers. So just thank you to Brandon and Ray for showing that leadership. I think it's a great idea. I mean, I would encourage any business who's looking for something uh, a little unique to contact them and see if you can't create that model in your own state. It's it's definitely duplicable, so, you know, what an exciting opportunity. We were honored to um, sort of carry articles for them during the session. Of course, we help with social media also because Y'all know I'm addicted to Twitter. So anyway, um, when you get the show notes on Southeast Green, like I said, even if you listen to it on Stitcher or a podcast, pop over to southeastgreen.com. In the top left-hand corner, you'll see a link to the the radio shows, and you'll find um, this episode. And... Uh, and you can see the articles, and we'll have a link to YouTube and see the videos. I, I haven't seen them yet myself, so I'm really excited to check those out. So once again, thanks to Brandon and Race of Ecolink. We are signing out with Jeff Hicks and the Heretics, Lysa Peach.